You are listening to the Water and Stone Church Podcast. My name is Dita Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And I'm Jenny Randolph, and this is episode 57. 57. Man, oh man. Well, as we gather around here for episode 57, um, <laughs> blown away, what, uh, what's been going on with you? All right. Well, I think that if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you and there know, are 57 episodes to listen to. Absolutely. But if you, a while, and I can't remember exactly, I, I can't remember exactly when I talked about it, but it was, it was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of early on. It may have even been towards the beginning of, of last year. But I, pretty much everybody knows that I have been a vegetarian slash semi-vegan for 20 plus years. Sure. And a semi-vegan is somebody who only eats trucks that are that don't come from animals oh wow you're you're really you're just going i could have gone arsenio hall's character in coming to america but i feel like i'm the only one in the world who knows what his character's name was except maybe arsenio hall so count yourself lucky all right are are you done with the dad jokes i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna move i'm gonna move on past that this is listeners this is a lot of jenny's life is just getting me past the the weird cultural fixation or dumb dad joke so welcome to our world Anyway, I had made the decision. I was always pretty aware of the contents of my makeup and my, you know, personal care items and things like that. But I became hyper aware last year. And I don't mm-hmm. know why it took me so long to kind of go put two and two together. I mean, it's, I think wearing leather, okay, obvious, you know, wearing fur, sure. okay, obvious. But we forget about all of the stuff that, you know, gets tested on animals. And and like I said, I was aware and I was pretty good about it. But I made the decision that I would only do cruelty-free, pretty much all vegan makeup and and personal care products. Well, I think that that's super tricky. And one of the reasons it's incredibly tricky is nowadays so many companies are owned by companies that are owned by companies that are owned by companies. And the supply chain is really complicated. It's really difficult to trace it all the way, make sure, is this really okay Right, and they don't want or, you to know. They well, don't sure, want you to know. because it's cheaper or whatever. Right. And so you've got to do some archaeology. So I don't blame you for not knowing. It's, it's tricky. But as we say... It's part of fighting the good fight and being a responsible citizen of the world to vote with your dollars and support things that aren't supporting cruelty. Right. It makes it really does make a difference. Absolutely, it does. And so one of the challenging areas has been that of perfume because it either has animal products in it or it's tested on animals or it comes from... See, I wouldn't have even thought of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's, It's really, really tough. But I am so excited because... Target has just launched a vegan perfume line called Good Chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I went in the other day. And this is just recent. This is like just in the last week and a half that they've done this. Uh-huh. And um, oh my gosh, it is like one of the first perfume slash cologne lines that is, it lasts. It doesn't smell like patchouli. I was going to say. Yeah. No, I, I got to tell you, when I hear. When you hear natural I'm a pretty sort of crunchy stuff. granola kind of yeah. hippie kind of guy in in my sensibilities right but as far as in the stuff that i do culturally maybe not so much so when i'm i got a little bit of hank hill in me so when you say um vegan perfume my first thought is well does it make you smell like the drum circle yeah you know does it smell like patchouli and birkenstocks and maybe you've been (laughs) one too many outdoor concerts it is that's not the deal right no it's not and and in fact i went into and they do have like little roller balls that you can test they have little you know um they can do all kind, you know, they have all different kinds of scents and, and everything like that. And I'm super excited. But my favorite scents right now from the line are uh, Vanilla Orchid and Queen Bee. Those are two of my favorite rappers as yeah. well, so that works out. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I, if you're looking for it, if you're looking for really nice perfume that lasts and that's absolutely vegan, cruelty-free, all of that, Good chemistry and and kudos to Target and to the to allowing these companies to come in and have a platform. It also means that there is absolutely a demand from them. I went in. That's a good point. Yeah, I it, went in the other day and they were almost completely sold out. 
Nice. Like it is, it is really hard to get in stores. I know that you can get it online, but you know, they had sample ones where you can smell, but they were, they were sold out, which I was so pleased with. It means that people are thinking. It means that people are feeling. Mm -hmm. And it also means that there is a change happening. For sure. I love that. I I love that a major retailer is like, all right, there is a market for this. Well, I love Love the fact that I have to say that it makes me really happy in general that when we were, you know, 20 some odd years ago, when we were starting out as vegetarians, it was incredibly difficult. There were most restaurants you went to, they didn't even have a, a choice. And so you would kind of build, okay, well, I guess, can I have the baked potato, but please don't put bacon on it. And and I guess like a salad, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It was always really difficult. But like this weekend, we're doing our beach cleanup. And we'll talk more about that. But a restaurant in the St. Pete Beach area has reached out to us and said, have your after party here. You know, it, it'd be, we'd love to have you. And uh, I wrote him back and I said, cool, but there's a bunch of vegetarians with us. Do you have stuff? And, and the person was like, yeah, of course. I might as well ask her if they had coasters, you know, cups. Right. You know, it's and like, I, of I, course we do. Yeah, and I, I remember when that. I was in like elementary school, there was like one weird vegetarian kid in the class. And at that point, being a vegetarian meant he would bring like weird alternative sodas and like a block of tofu. And, you know, everybody myself included because all i cared about was quarter pounder with cheese large fry large coke that was me and so he was from another planet right but now you know it's still different and you still have to be careful and pay attention but i love the fact this is my virginia slims you've come a long way baby moment where it's like we have really done a lot to to make it easier for people to live a life where you can get through your day without something having to die for yes. you to do that. Yes, and for absolutely. me, that's table stakes. People ask about the vegetarian thing. We did an episode a long time ago about it. Um, back when I used to have those videos, those Ask Dieter videos on my private YouTube channel, which isn't there now, one of the questions was, should I go vegetarian? Because people ask me that all the time. And the thing is, I am not here to judge anybody. Everybody's on a different spiritual path. Sure. We're all working on stuff. But for me, and that's all it is, it's just for me, my table stakes thing is, I just want to get through the day without something having to die. Right. That's it. Absolutely. It's no more complicated than that. Absolutely. But that is, I, I'm just so happy about it. I'm so pleased. It makes me excited. Um, and so if you're interested in that, please do go vote with your dollar because it it does matter. It, it makes a difference. I love also that we have done things with our dollars to celebrate something deeper and by that I mean, of course, we just had Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was a good Valentine's Day. We're not, we don't typically, we're not big celebrators of that day, but we it's also kind use of a it. Hallmark holiday. Yeah, and I, we I use it, it to say, hey, I, you know, I just want to let you know a little extra today that I'm thinking about you and that I love you. And mm-hmm. it was, it was really sweet. Um, I was actually filming that day. Um, a few episodes uh, for for March, actually, and the last one for February and a few for March. And we had uh, the the guy that does our camera work and uh, the director um, came in and he brought us all kinds of goodies and brownies oh, yeah, and chocolate-covered cool. strawberries. And he's like, I love you guys. And it was just a really nice way um, to take a minute to say, I appreciate you. I love you. But And that's what it ought to be. Yeah. I think that that's really cool. And I have to say that normally, you know, I, I work from home and I was, I usually am just in the other room working. Mm-hmm. And as it would happen, I had time off from work. And so I got to help run. I was holding the boom mic. Yeah. And so I got to say, Jenny, it was so much fun getting to be behind the scenes in that way for the show. Jenny's show is called This Day. It's on the Water and Stone YouTube channel and all that. But it, we'll talk more about that too. But I just want to plug it because it's awesome. I'm so proud of it and of you. Well, thank you. But it was really cool, especially because our nephew, Finn, who is, he's going to be six. Yeah, he'll he be says. six in two weeks. He's, he's, he's five right now, but six in two weeks. That yeah, was very important. very important. I love that kids are comfortable with process. It's like, oh, don't yeah. try to pin me down. I'm not this number. I'm going to be right. something else. I'm not six yet. I'm five right now. Yeah. I'll be six in two weeks yeah. and then you can call me six. I am on my way to, because the moment <laughs> that sixth birthday comes, it's going to be, I'm about to be seven in right. 11 months and 30 days or whatever. But there's something uh, really fun about getting to be around 
that vibe of you and Finn playing off of each other. It must have been different for you, though, because usually the videos are just you talking to the camera. So yeah, what was he, it like to have a different vibe He was vibe my there? first guest, and I, you know, I'm kind of trying to think about different ways that um, I can incorporate different ideas into the show and, and different aspects and different viewpoints and things like that. And so I thought, oh, you know what? It's Valentine's Day. Um, his favorite is vanilla cupcakes, so... We're going to do vanilla cupcakes. And he had just come from school. Mm -hmm. um, his so Valentine's loaded Day. Up with candy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his Valentine's Day party and all that. So he was he was ready. He was ready to go. Yeah, he was um, full of beans. I absolutely adored it. Um, and he he was great. He was great. He was tremendous. He couldn't have been any better. I couldn't well, have asked kid, for a better Finn partner is, for Finn the first is time. Brilliant. He's a really smart kid. He's scary smart. Yeah, and he looks like he's got a he's got a missing tooth in front. He looks like an ad for little boy. Yeah. He might as well have had a slingshot and a frog in his pocket. I mean it he was may so have. Yeah. But I mean <laughs> and he's great and it was so much fun getting to watch that exchange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he is a big fan of YouTube in general. Mm -hmm. And so at one point during the filming, he, he leaned over and whispered in my ear. He's like, you have to say like and subscribe. You have to tell them to like and subscribe. Oh, getting PR and so, advice. I know. And this is the, I know. Like, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And so I had I ended up he, he felt that was so important. It is. And and so I, I let him I let him say that. Um, I can't wait to watch that video because the gonna, behind the scenes stuff was awesome yeah it's gonna um it's gonna be out about five days from from now or so so that's it's it was so much fun and it just made valentine's day just that little extra special to spend it with the surrounded by the people that you care about the most yeah it and that's really what it was about and so you know i mean yeah it's hallmark and you can be cynical about it but you know, I like I like the idea of just making the best of, of the situation. Shall we call everything good? Yes. That Absolutely. is the refrain. It's something that I grew up with. That's the quote, and let's remember it. So as we dig in, it seems like this week we have been surrounded by little ones like by, by kids mm -hmm. this week that yeah. um our whole week has kind of been you know kids have been in our thoughts they've been in our lives they're kind of cropping up left and right <laughs> yeah so. for sure and even like our our teen group at church is we it was you know because we're a brand new church and so that we've had some teens that have been with us on this journey for a little while as we've been in other spiritual communities and stuff but it, it has just started to pick up speed and it's starting to grow again and it's like so we were on you know we one night this week we were hanging out with the teens and just figuring some stuff out with them and so everywhere we go there's been kids stuff going on and and i love that i mean I, i'm not in a hurry for it just in case my children are listening but when the time comes for us to be grandparents i'm gonna be ready i'm oh, excited yeah. about it oh for sure yeah absolutely yeah, like rock yeah, yeah like rock rock star grandparents right it's 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 on it's absolutely on but also this sunday our our water and stone family is reaching another milestone and that is to say we're going to have our very first christening as a church family i'm so excited about yeah, that i mean it's these it's these moments that that just sort of make this a family like i said i use that word a lot to describe our church because that's really what it is it really is a community of love we gather together in service of the christ in service of this mission in service of making the world a better place and all of that but it feels like a family. And so when these little moments come in where where we can do this together, it's a really big deal. And the way that our service is structured, and Jenny, I know you know, but just in case people are listening who haven't gone to the church, and we know there's a lot of people listening from other parts of the country, other parts of the world. So I just want to say the way that it works in our service is I do a lesson, you know, and then after, during the lesson, we on the screen behind me, there's a phone number, and people can text in questions. And after I do the lesson, Jenny, you get up and you ask me some of the questions. We can never cover all of them because there's a lot, but I answer some of the questions. But that part of the, of the show, so to speak, 
we take that out during certain times. Like we had our Christmas candlelighting service. So instead of the time block that we would have devoted to the questions, we did our Christmas candlelighting. And this Sunday, instead of that time block, we're going to do the christening. Because it's really important to us that the whole church family be there for that. Right. And that's why, for example, we have our teen group meet before the service. But everybody of all ages is in that room with us when we do the Sunday lesson. Because this is a family. And we're all working on the same stuff together. So we get to celebrate the christening of, of two little ones this time around, brother and sister. And we get to celebrate that together. And I'm so excited about it. And I'm excited about it not just because it's a milestone for our family. But also because the whole kid thing is profoundly important. I agree. And there's a million billion reasons for that. And one of them is that, you know, in a lot of mainstream churches, the idea seems to be, and look, this is going to sound like a cheap shot. I, I mean to be respectful, but I come from a different place. And so I admit my bias. In a lot of mainstream churches, the emphasis seems to be, we got to quick fix this kid because if something happens before we can wash the sin away or fix them in some way, if something happens before that, that kid is in a lot of trouble. Right. And the, the inference there is that babies come to us broken in some way or another. And I got to tell you, man, spend two seconds with a newborn baby and you'll know there is nothing more perfect in the world. Newborns don't know about racism. They don't even really know about fear. They don't know about hate. They don't know about all of these artificial divisions that humans create in order to make themselves feel better. Babies don't even know about that. They already feel better. They're babies. They know they're in touch with something that people forget as they grow up. And so our emphasis on a christening ceremony is not, we have to fix this broken being. Our emphasis for the christening ceremony is this child is a spiritual being on loan to you from spirit. The idea is that, you know, just like the poem in the prophet, um, your children are not your children. They're the, they're the product of life's longing for itself. You know, the idea is that, that, that children are in touch with something that we're supposed to remember. So yes, the christening ceremony in part is us saying as a community, as parents, godparents, and as the greater church family, we are here to protect this little person because they're important. This is royalty. We are here to safeguard this person and, and hopefully guide them in ways of courage and truth and, and what's important in the world. But at the end of the day, we're not primarily there as teachers. We're primarily there as students. We're there to say, you know what, little person? You are so special and so important. And we're going to hold you to that standard. We're not, you know, when you mess up, we're going to let you know, hey, that's not how a child of God acts, for example, or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm here to remember what love is. You know, there's, there's a quote in Deuteronomy that I'll probably read during the ceremony, but the quote is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your might. Now that comes up a lot, but the next part is you're going to remind your children of this when you leave the house and when you stay home, when you're standing and when you're sitting, you should write it on every doorstep. You should write it on your forehead. I mean, it's, it's, in other words, your job is to remind that kid that the job is love, but that you learn love from that kid. And that's the flow, right? And so I just am so excited about the opportunity to remind our community that. And I got to tell you, that little baby, Bailey, she she is there during the services. And, you know, I got to tell you, sometimes when I, when I get going and I'm about 15 minutes into a lesson, not everybody's right there with me because people start thinking about their own stuff. But Bailey eye contact. She is laser locked onto me. That kid is in this. And it's just really, really fun to, to see that, to be a part of that. Well, I love that kids are not seen as an annoyance at our church. They're seen as an extension at, of, of the greater family. And obviously you don't want a kid running back and forth and making noise and cutting up and stuff like that and, and, and things like that. But the little, the little whispers or the little cries or the, it just, it reminds me that there's life that is going on. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me that you don't have to be in this sacred 
sort of faux sterile yeah ster- that's that's the word that really is um sterile environment in order to get your truth in order to get a spiritual message in fact I think it's a really nice exercise in your ability to concentrate because life throws stuff at you all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you can't concentrate on what somebody is saying because, you know, there's a baby cooing a couple of, you know, aisles back from you, wow, they're, they're, you know, you might need to work on something. I personally do not find it a distraction. I don't find it, at, um, again, I think it's so life affirming. And when I was growing up, our family sat together in church. Well, we everybody went to Sunday school beforehand, and then we sat together as a family in church. We took communion as a family in church. We listened to the minister and the pastor as a family. And after church, we would have something to discuss. We would have something, you know, and obviously my parents, when I was younger, my parents would have bigger ideas of what it meant, but there is something so sweet about a child's perspective. Going back to filming with Finn, Uh we were talking about the love of friends. And so I had some questions for him. And obviously they were leading questions because I knew- Because he's six. Because he's six and he can't have a, a full adult conversation. But he was very thoughtful about his answers. And we both came to the same conclusion in in different ways and his perspective was just so sweet and so honest and so forthcoming and i think that that's what jesus was talking about when he said be like a child yeah there's no pretense there and kids will tell you the truth <laughs> yeah and they sometimes are you don't want to know it and they but- are it's and they will tell you straight up, your breath smells bad. But see, that's or, what tr- you're that's not part acting of, yeah. like my friend. You know, that's how church is supposed to go. I now, think I want to, so. you know, the thing is also, we have never in all of the Sundays that we've done, and we have some little ones, and in all of the Sundays that we've done, we have never had a problem with it. It's, we've never had like crazy fussing and stuff. And our church is set up in such a way that the back wall of our sanctuary is glass. So you can step into the lobby and still see and hear the service. But, but we've hardly ever even had that. Be we a have thing. a couple of 10 year olds. We have a, a couple of five year olds. Mm-hmm. We have a four year old and then teenagers, we have teenagers <laughs> and we have infants and we're all in the same service together. And it, it has never been a disruption. It's not even, you talked about how it doesn't bother you, but I got to tell you, even, you know, as when I'm up in front of everybody talking, I can be hyper aware if there's something disruptive because I really, I'm paying attention to things in a different kind of way. I have never felt like it was a thing and no one has ever complained because it's, there's not been noise. Right. And it's, it's really cool. And it reminds me of the quote you're talking about. It's in all the synoptics, but the basic idea is that people are bringing their kids to Jesus and the disciples are going, you know what? Come on. This is an important guy. Get these kids out of here. Right. And Jesus says, let the, let the children come. Yeah. And then he says, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And he says, if you can't be like a little child, you can't get there. You can't get where you want to go. You can't remember who you are. And I think that that's really important. And it's kind of interesting because that piece of scripture always reminds me of Willy Wonka. I know that sounds crazy, but in the I don't remember if it's in the Tim Burton remake or not, but in the in the Gene Wilder one, the one that that is near and dear to my heart. Um there's a part at the end, spoilers. Um Charlie Bucket is the one who wins and he's going to get the factory. Look, if you don't know that by now, the movie came out in the 70s, it's your fault. But anyway, um Willy Wonka says, "Look, the reason that I put you through all of this and there's all of these these crazy things that we've had to do is because I needed to see who was really pure of heart, basically, that I can give the factory over. But the thing is, I couldn't give that to an adult because adults always want to do things their own way. Being a child means being open and receptive to something deep. And I think that that's really beautiful because part of maybe what Jesus was trying to say when he says, be as a little child is, this is not about imposing your ego, your will, your needs on God. Remember, God knows what you need before you ask. That's in the Bible too. This is not about telling God, okay, you're going to hop to and do these things that I need you to do because blah, 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 blah. Because law of attraction and my job is for, for, to tell you what I want to attract in my life. No. 
The idea is, okay, God, what, what? Here I am. Here's all of me. Here's all of my hopes and dreams. But I set those aside because I can be as a little child. Well, and children fully expect to be taken care of. I've never met a child that was like, that was embarrassed or ashamed to ask for anything. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I have a bite of that? I want to hey, can I have yeah. can I have one of those? Hey, you want to come to lunch with me? Hey, you want to come play with me? Hey, right. why don't we go there? Why can't we do this? You know, I mean and that all and even is even the, way the to be. Exactly. And I was just as you were talking, I was thinking of there's no there's no pretense there. There's not there's not all of this facade that you have to break through when you meet a child like you do when you meet an adult because we think we have to put on this whole you know show and and first impressions and here's who I am and here's you know and whether I have money or not or whether there's you know what car I drive or where I work or you know there's a bazillion things and there's all these layers and walls between you and the next person when we're adults and it it just, and it it just doesn't happen with that with kids. You remember that time that we were um, we were coming back from a weekend uh, retreat with the with the teenagers. Okay, and we had stopped at a mall like we often do because they don't want to be around us anymore. And they want to break. A lap. They want to make Here. a lap. They want to go make shopping. Make a lap around the mall. They, go to the food court. We'll see. Get you in some an hour. to eat. Yeah, yeah for everything. Sure. See for in sure. see in a little bit. But we all ended up on the second story of the mall overlooking yes. yeah, the all, of the, all of the kids playing on an indoor mall playground. And all of us must have sat there for a good 20 minutes watching these kids play. Mm-hmm. And there was such joy and there was such fulfillment watching these little ones play with each other. And they didn't know each other. You know, all, it these, matter. these families were coming up and it, I mean, the connections were instant. Hey, you know what? Let's be best friends. Let's run. Let's do this. Because the yeah. rules are different. I remember when I worked at the in the nursery at a church. This is kind of how where my ministry started. I was working in the nursery and there was a little eight-year-old. His name was Mitchie. I'll never forget it because Mitchie came all the time. And uh, Mitchie walked in and I said, Mitchie, your shirt's on backwards. And he said, that's okay. My pants are on backwards too. And it was like, okay, I guess the rules don't. <laughs> right. It's it like, that's I'm all right. Good. I'm good. You know, and there's something really beautiful about just as I am, I'm good. But also the reason I'm good is I'm not just as I am. I am in process. Kids are super comfortable with being on the journey. Just like Finn. I'm not really five. I'm going to be six. And the moment I'm six, I'm going to be seven. And I'm not really this tall. I'm in the process right. of growing. And Kids are comfortable with that. When being an adult seems to mean, in this culture, being an adult seems to mean I am in a fixed point in space and time. And if you know anything about anything, nothing is at a fixed point in space and time. That is an illusion. It is a lie. And it will drive you nuts. It was so lovely to be reminded of that this week and to have our spiritual lessons and coming from kids this week. I love that. I, I So to everybody that, all the kids that came into mm-hmm. my life and everything that we're doing, I just want to say thank you because such a joy, such a reminder. And take a look around in your own lives and the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Go go watch the kids play at a playground. You know, that sounds creepy, but don't, don't do it that <laughs> way. You know what I mean? But but take a minute and and... Try to be like a child. Yeah. You know, don't you think, don't yeah. you think that we, think we could important. use more than that? And part of that is give yourself permission to grow. So this is the part of our show where we do listen up and listen up is where people send us in questions or we use questions from Sunday morning. Or whatever. There's a lot of questions that come in all the time, and I adore the questions that we get. The best ways to get a question to us are either to text it to us on Sunday morning or contact us through our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There's a contact form there. You can email us questions. We're really super active on social media. There's a lot of them, and we always have amazing, inspirational questions. This week, the question comes from Ann M., and she asks... How can I keep from learning things the hard way? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, I wish that I had like a, like just a blanket answer for that. I don't know that I do. Well, it's, you know, and the thing is this, this sort of, this piggybacks onto some of the stuff we talk about a lot. Um, The idea that we, we say a lot is everybody is free, except that you are going to grow. You are not free to not grow. Mm -hmm. The choice you have in that matter is do you grow the easy way or do you grow the hard way? In other words, do you go smoothly along, open and receptive to the lessons that life gives you? Or does life do that thing that life does where it turns up the volume? If you're not interested in hearing it a certain way, you're going to deal with it a different way. You know. Well, don't you think this has to do with the process of, of how we pray and how we try to control how our prayers are answered? I think that's so a big part it's, of it. So it's not necessarily learning the hard way, but experiencing life in a, in, a dif- in a difficult way because we refuse to release control and really hear the answers. Well, I think yeah? that, that's a huge part of it because here's the thing. Where does the hard way come from? Remember, God has got this. And in fact, that's a really powerful affirmation in general. When you're about to... Uh, jump off the bungee cord cliff when you're about to go for the job interview or the first date when you're just trying to get to sleep at night when you're on the precipice it is really powerful to take a minute and remind yourself god has got this i was going to say one of my simple affirmations my simple prayers that i do when i'm feeling kind of up in the air or anything like that to be able to release it is i've got this because god's got me yeah but, Done. Over. Yeah. You know? And there's something really gorgeous. That was something that we sort of came up with together right before the hurricane Hurricane came. last like, year, yeah. And I think that some—and maybe we didn't write that. I'm sure somebody else has thought of that sure. somewhere, but it, that's how it came to us anyway. But what I'm trying to say is, if God has got this, if everything is possible for God, if God has already done working, right— then where does the friction come from? God's not suffering through something. God's not trying to make something happen. God is the happening, mm-hmm. right? So if it's hard, the friction does not come from God. Well, the only thing left in the equation is me. But I think that there is a tendency to go, it's not me. It's that other person. It's this job. It's my spouse. It's my neighbor. And that's where the friction is coming from. I know that I have done that before. I, be, I, I A younger version of me would be like, that guy is a jerk and he's causing all this stuff in my life and blah, 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 and whatever. So I think that there is a tendency to deflect. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that is super important when you're experiencing that friction is to acknowledge your part in it. And let me let me explain just a little bit more I, because I want it, this is so dead on. I so want to hear let's, what you have to say. So let's say, you know, you and that other person or that situation, usually it's usually it's gonna involve another person, right? Sure. It just is. Friction friction involves your boss, your neighbor, your family, whatever, right? So let's say a hundred. there's a hundred percent. Even if the other person shares a 99% of the challenge, like they have been a real jerk, they're causing all the stuff, they're talking bad, they're negative, they're whatever. You still have a 1% influence or part of that relationship. Am I am I making yeah, myself well, clear? T- you takes, you have to, to acknowledge, tango. right? You have to acknowledge that you are in this. You are in this situation, and so it's good to kind of come out and say, "All right, what is my part in this? What am I doing to continue this? What is the role that I play here?" And then do your forgiveness work. And let it go. Because, and don't forget that forgiveness, the word give is in there. There's an active thing. You give something. People think about forgiveness as a passive thing or even yeah, or a, in an internal. Or a receptive right. thing. But the truth is forgiveness involves putting something out. And so I think that 
that it is difficult in our culture to accept the challenge of accountability. Mm-hmm. We are taught in all kinds of ways that it's somebody else's problem. And if it, I don't see whose problem it is, I need to quick find whose fault it is. Finger pointing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and obviously the first thing to do in a situation is fix it. Mm-hmm. But in our culture, whatever reason, the first thing that people often do is say, who did it? And that doesn't even really matter. But the thing is, imagine a situation where you're fighting with someone and you you need to be right. And you did this and you did this and you did this. You know where that road leads. Everybody's been down it. But on the other hand, if you start that conversation with saying, you know what? These are the things. Look, I, I did this, that, and the other thing. I was coming from a place of, let's say, fear or I don't like feeling this way and this conversation has made me feel this way, blah, blah, blah. If you start from a place of accountability, there's actually room for fixing it. Mm-hmm. Versus if I just label you as the bad guy, the adversary, the evil power, the jerk in the situation, I have short-circuited the ability for the situation to change. Right. This is so funny that you bring this up because earlier today, I was on the phone with a buddy of mine. He's a poet and a life coach, and we were just sort of comparing notes. I actually asked him for advice because I'm I'm getting into coaching, and I, I wanted to know, well, what do you do, and how? what's your inspiration, and how does this work, and all that kind of stuff. And we were talking exactly about this accountability thing and about taking a little bit of ownership. And the thing is, it might just be the ownership. You know, people who are listening right now might go, yeah, but there's a person in my life who is an axe murderer. They're an abusive person. There's bad things. I and have I, those people in my life or have had those people right. in my life. So in that situation, the accountability might just be, you know what? I'm sorry that I continue to participate in this situation. And in so doing, I'm enabling you to be an axe murderer in my life. I know now that what I need to do is step away. It might even be that. Right. But even Peace then, out. I bless you. Mm-hmm. I forgive you. And I cannot. I can no longer be around you because... This is not working for right. me. Right. Even then, there is a give, a give of, mm-hmm. you know, I let give you go. Give of space. I'm giving and you back to the universe, exactly. honey, because, whoa. You know, so even then, so I guess just to go all the way back around, the the easy way is God. Mm-hmm. The hard way is me dragging my feet with God. With that desire to be right or to be justified or or for justice to be you know, come down on that other person that you feel so wronged by you can, or the situation. You can paddle against the current or you can surf your right. way home. That's the choice you have. And so I think that a big thing about, okay, well, how do I quit doing that? A big thing is to recognize your responsibility in the growth process. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with saying, you know what? Okay, this is not my will because hard way comes from my will doesn't come from God. And that's why Jesus says, not my will, but thine be done. And by the way, that's another second affirmation. Affirmation one is God's got this. Affirmation two is not my will, but thine be done. Because it sort of follows. If God's got this, then what I need to do is let God have it. Mm -hmm. Right? So find ways to let it go. Absolutely. And as you release, and remember, just like we said, forgiveness, Release is active. It's not passive. As you actively release, as you actively make room, you know, think of it like you're cleaning out a hoarder house. That's not passive, dude. You've got to go through stuff. You've got to get rid of. You've got to decide what goes in the dumpster and what goes to Goodwill. Actively release. Let's be honest. Most of it goes in the dumpster. Yeah. Because gross. Gross. <laughs> and, you know, if you're feeling like your heart is a hoarder's house, there's probably a lot that just needs to just go. Go, yeah. You know, Goodwill doesn't want that. Mm-mm. Your next partner, Don't, your next boyfriend, girlfriend, it. coworker doesn't want it either. But the point is, find ways to actively let go because the easy way is God. The hard way is my ego. So when you bump up against it, you go, wait a minute. Oh, that was my ego. Lego, my ego. <laughs> Sorry. Can't help it. <laughs> This is the part of the podcast where it's time for you to check it out. And 
check it out just means come find us. There's a lot of different ways to participate in the things that we do. Come be a part of this amazing, growing church family in all of the ways that we do. And one of the best ways to find out about what we're what we're doing, because there's so much, we can't possibly cover it all on the show, but one of the best ways to get details and maps and directions and information and all of that kind of stuff, contact info, all that, is by going to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. If you go there, we love the website. I'm super proud of the website. There's all kinds of amazing stuff there, but and start there. And it's getting there. better yeah, all man. the time. We're we're always adding stuff and and you know, it, it's it's great. I love it. Just I, like, I can yeah. just, I sometimes just go there to like read past articles and reminisce about the stuff that we were doing last year and all of it. So well, it's, yeah, it's all man. on And there. just like everything else we do, we're always tweaking it, trying to make it better. I sure. At least once a week, there's something new that has been changed. The oh yeah, we're always growing and always this, thinking yeah. about new stuff. Absolutely. For sure. There's also a couple of ongoing things that we would like to let you know about. And those happen on Wednesdays and Sundays. So Wednesday morning at 7.20, we go for our sunrise walk. It has been gorgeous. The oh, weather man. here in Florida has been awesome. Couldn't be a happier Florida girl if I, <laughs> if I tried. But we go, we walk for a little bit. It'll take us about an hour. We get some coffee. We talk about truth. We look at the water and, and this nature. Is, this and is not a Sylvester Stallone running up the steps of the no, Philadelphia no, courthouse. No, no, not at all. This not is all. an easy stroll with awesome people who are walking slow and drinking coffee and looking for dolphins and talking Absolutely. about life. It is life-changing to make that a part of your routine, though. I do want to let you know, we, we, we park at the North Shore Park in St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth, but the park is big. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that if you want to come join us for a walk, Please drop us a line so we know to look for you because, once again, the park is a big place and we'd hate to miss you. Also on Sundays, we do a sunset celebration. That is about a half an hour before the sun goes down. We meet at St. Pete Beach. We park right across from Dolphin Village. And again, the map and everything, directions, you'll find it at our website, waterandstonechurch.com. Come and join us to end your week, but also begin another and again, the weather and the sunsets lately have been, oh my goodness. <laughs> you want to see God's beauty and yeah. God's work? Come watch a sunset at the beach. It is absolutely amazing. It will set you on the right path. It will it will align your thoughts, your prayers, your life. You will go into the week just feeling blessed and ready to take on the world. It really is. It, it seems like such a small thing. But it makes such a big difference. At least it does in my yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Same here. I also want to let you know about our YouTube channel. If you're if you can't join us on uh, for the weekly Sunday services or the the walk or the sunsets, the next best thing is to go to our YouTube channel. Our Sunday services are on there. Dieter has a lot of shows. He's got uh, the Upper Room, which is a seven series prayer intensive. That's really really neat. Yeah, and I just he, finished that. You up. Just finished. If you it, want to know? how prayer works and how to work with it. And it, that's the series called the upper room. And before that I did a series on our basic beliefs called living water, standing stone. And I'm going to take a week off, but before I make another video, but the next video is about how to apply all of this to real life. Yeah. And so I've this is where really the rubber meets the road. I'm super excited about it, but I got to tell you, that's just one of many shows. Not only do we have the Sunday service and my educational stuff that goes on, but really the star of the show, the star show of the shows, I guess you could say, is this day. And that is Jenny's show. We've been talking about it a little bit on the show already, but it is just so uplifting in surprising ways. I can't cook. I'm not I'm not into that. I'm really good at eating food, but I'm that's not, I don't watch it to get tips on how to make stuff. That's not it. And I also don't watch it just because the host is super cute. I watch it because there's something really powerful about the the guard being down. It's different when you walk into a church or when you're setting up to watch some kind of instructional video or whatever. There's something really powerful about just being in your kitchen and you're making something and talking about how that is a metaphor for some powerful life principle. It's so sweet and honest and uplifting and I am so delighted. If I didn't know you, I would still be a huge fan of the show. So you well, got to check you. out the This thank Day you. show. But yeah, you can, and, yeah. And if the best way to keep notified of all of the shows and when they when they come around is just to subscribe to our YouTube channel and and 
click the notification bells on all the videos that you like and like them and subscribe. It really does help us out tremendously. Yeah, when you subscribe to the videos, it lets YouTube know that our shows are worth telling other people about. And that sort of sets the wheels in motion. Yeah. It's just like when you subscribe to our podcast. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but when you subscribe to the podcast and you set a five-star review, it lets iTunes know to let hey, the world know. This is and worth it. This is how it yeah. works. It's super easy to do. And by the way, you can find our YouTube channel by just looking for us on YouTube. Look for Water and Stone Church. But really the easiest way is if you go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com, and scroll to the bottom of any page. There's little links for all of our various social media presences, Facebook and Twitter and so on and so on. And one of them is a YouTube icon. If you click on that, it goes right to our YouTube channel and you click the subscribe button and you're going to be in the loop. You're going to know what's going on with what we got going on. I also want to mention that this day is available on the New Thought channel. Right. You can get it through the Amazon Fire. You can get it on Roku and you can even watch it on Apple TV if you subscribe to the New Thought channel. So if you already are getting the New Thought channel, go ahead and give my show a, a look-see. Mm -hmm. And you can it, write reviews there And you too. can write reviews there too. So yeah. I, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I want to let you know that really we have so many different things going on, but sort of the, the centerpiece of our church life is our Sunday morning celebrations. People come from all over the place to be there with us at Harbor Hall in St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. We meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. And I got to tell you, every single time, it is a life-changing experience. It's so beautiful and uplifting to be in a room with a bunch of people who are dedicated to having this stuff work in their life. They're trying to have a closer relationship with, with the Christ. They're trying to make this work. They're trying to show the world what love looks like. And being around a bunch of intense people like that is transformational. So be there with us on Sunday mornings at 11. And the address is 1000 3rd Street South in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's USF St. Pete's Harbor Hall. And once again, there's maps and directions. And if you go to the website, waterandstonechurch.com, if you go to the website and you go to the calendar page, you'll see what the topic is this week and what the scripture is. And once again, there's directions for how to get there and all of that stuff. And so we really want you to come check that out. I do want to let you know also that we are at a different place on Sunday, March 18th. We are headed to North Straub Park on March 18th to have a Spread the Word Sunday. Yeah, and it's going to be like, we're going to have a normal Absolutely. Sunday lesson, mm -hmm. but people are going to stay after and have a picnic and, and just be out in the world. That's a huge part of what we do. And so once again, that's March 18th, North Straub Park. There's a beautiful, like a like a like an audit, like an atrium there, mm -hmm. sorry. There's a beautiful atrium right there, and there's flowers. It's just south of the historic Vinoy Hotel, but the part of Stroud Park we're in is between the Vinoy Hotel and the Museum of Fine Arts in St. Pete. There's a map on the website, but if you've been around St. Petersburg, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So bring a lawn chair and plan to spend a really lovely morning outside in the park. It's going to be gorgeous. Absolutely. And if you want to know more about... Anything we're doing, once again, you can check the website. But a really cool way to stay in the loop that a lot of people love is you can text the word I am ready. All one word, all one word. I-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y. Text I am ready to 84576. That's 84576. If you text I am ready to 84576, you'll automatically be part of our notification list. And we don't drive you crazy with notifications. About once a week, you'll get a message that says, hey, you know, remember to bring canned food for our canned food drive or, or we're doing our beach cleanup on Saturday or, you know, anything like that. And so it's a, just a good way to stay in the loop. And when you get a text like that, you can text back and we read those texts too. So it's one more way to be in the loop. All the cool kids are doing it. All right, Dieter, it is time to wrap it up. You start out perfect. You are a child of God, and you are so close to that child of God nature at the beginning of your life's journey here on planet Earth. You haven't been taught anything dumb yet. It's just as simple as that. The truth about you is honest and noble, is loved and loving, 
is beautiful and perfect. The truth about you is strong enough to handle whatever it is because God can handle whatever it is. Your job is to get back to that place where you're okay with being in process, where you're okay with not being just five. You're not a fixed point in space and time. You are part of the infinite in expression in this finite moment. So be like a little child. And part of being like a little child means being comfortable with being taken care of by the universe, asking for what you want, but also knowing that you don't have to get it your way, that there's something bigger, there's something to be receptive to. And when you let that happen, you don't have to learn anything the hard way anymore. You just go from growth to growth, and the world around you gets better too. This podcast is recorded at Pin Feather Studio on the comfy orange couch. And the head honcho of Pin Feather, and half of the music that you hear, the person that edits this podcast and does so many other things, is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. The other half of the music you hear is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. Those two people are a blessing to all of us. This podcast is solely supported by you. And by gum, you know what that means. It means a few things. It means share what you're listening to. If it makes a difference in your life, and it must or you wouldn't be listening anymore. If it makes a difference in your life, it's going to help somebody else too. So take a minute and share it with somebody else. There's a lot of ways. You can repost one of the articles that we put out on the blog. By the way, you got to check out the blog. You can like it on Facebook. You can share it to your page. You can retweet stuff. You can email it. You can print it out and put it on the bulletin board at work. Tell somebody about the podcast. There's lots of ways to share. Another thing that you can do is write a five-star review. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and so on, and click that fifth star. Because just like we said a little while ago, it lets the powers that be know that people are listening, and so they'll be inclined to share it with an even bigger audience. It helps us make a difference, and it takes just a moment for you to do that. I want to let you know also that on the church website, waterandstonechurch.com, there is a donate page where if you feel led to give electronically to help support what we're doing, that has now been set up, and it's wide open for your gifts of love and substance, and we give thanks for everything you do. But I got to tell you, the most important thing you can do is show up. Be there with us in whatever way. If you can be there physically with us on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock at Harbor Hall, I promise it's going to change your life. But be there virtually if you can too. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Keep listening to the podcast. Read the blog post. Show up for one of our service projects. Some people just can't do church for whatever reasons, and and I honor that. Come pick up some garbage with us on the beach or do one of the other service projects that we do. That's church too. Be there with us because showing up there means you're going to show up for your life. And that's when healing begins.